Welcome to Together We Rise, the podcast. I'm Maxine, your host, spiritual guide, healer, and intuitive. This is a place for deep interdimensional dives, unpacking our world systems, paradigms, and what it is that we each can be doing to start recreating them. Each episode, I'll be joined by changemakers from an array of backgrounds, ranging from holistic wellness to activism to human rights equality, medical freedom, spiritual teachers, conscious business, and everything in between. Because they all have one common intention, and that is to actualize humanity's potential to thrive. Today's guest is the beautiful Natasha Bambolet, coach, facilitator, mama, and proud Indigenous woman on a mission to close the gap in Australia and rewrite the story of our divided past through educating people on the magic of Aboriginal culture, the land, and how we can take ownership of our own contributions in this journey of recreation. I've been looking forward to this chat, so without further ado, let's welcome her on. So today's guest is the beautiful Tash. Uh, She and I actually have a little bit of a history together, even though we haven't physically met. (laughs) We've co-facilitated a couple of times, and I have so much respect for her and for the work that she's here to do. I knew when I met her that I was like, she's here to do big things. (laughs) So I'm going to, as always, give her an opportunity to share from her own lens what her medicine is for the world and who she is and yeah, what she's passionate about. Mm, Thanks, Maxine. My name is Natasha Nabunanga Bamblet, acknowledging my skin name and acknowledging the country that I'm on um, in Nam, the Kulin Nations and um, all the nations that make up this of where I live and work and grow and play um, in Melbourne here, such sacred country and also acknowledging all parts of me and, and all the countries of where I'm from and the extension of, you know, acknowledging yourselves and the country. I'm a Yorta Yorta, Kurnai, Walpuri and Mwadjuri woman with Scottish descent, acknowledging all parts of me and who I am. And um, I'm a 25 year old woman that come from country and I'm a mother to a little boy named Jarali Jakamara. Um, and I'm just here for the people and here for the love that, you know, we get to express and heal and be seen and heard um, in a safe space that I, you know, so important for me to create as I grew up in not having those opportunities. So for me to be able to do that for people, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, Indigenous voices and presence and excellence and um, being heard and seen performing, speaking, facilitating and workshopping through music and art and movement. Um, yeah, that's who I am and what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, walking the journey with, with my people, mm-hmm. acknowledging where we've come from and also getting to walk with the rest of the nation to what we can create moving forward in the future. Mm. Yes. And I really feel that with you. One of the biggest things is that you have the vision of moving forward, you know, for you, that conversation around, okay, this is where we're at, but how do we actually bridge that 
And this is where I want to speak into what you've recently done with Closing the Gap and the work there, because I feel like that's a really beautiful place for people to also start this little journey with us on, uh, because there is a lot that has been unaddressed within our nation's history. And there's still many things that we need to acknowledge as, you know, non-Indigenous people that are living here on this land and we really need to learn and this is what i said to you before we jumped on and before we go any further i just want to say this for people that are listening because i feel that as non-indigenous people our shame and guilt can get in the way of actually receiving what it is that we need to hear because part of this episode is really about elevating Tasha's voice and I want her to speak into it because I cannot speak about these experiences. I'm here to listen and to learn and receive and elevate these voices and do my part through showing you how I'm, you know, making changes and making sure that I'm building awareness within myself. But I do really want to bring it back to you listening. If you feel any type of shame or guilt, or if there's anything like that present, that's an invitation we need to sit with that. We need to process and experience that. And we need to give it its place so that there is an opportunity for us to come together because it's not about pointing fingers. And that's really, I guess, with the workshop that you've just recently done, how about we start there now that I've shared that? Over to you. <laughs> yeah. So I recently just ran a live event and coming up to create a online container um, that's coming soon in March. It's called Beyond the Gap. And as you said, Maxine, there's evidence of these gaps that lie within this nation, First Nations people, um, and the systems, you know, the governance system, the education system, the justice system, um, any system, mm -hmm. you know, there's a gap that lies between just the life expectancy of how we're born into this world day one as an indigenous person um, to the day we go out and go back into the earth. Um, and it's, it's quite far from, you know, the reality that we, we live, mm -hmm. um, the expectations and the standards of where we want to be um can you know compared to just wider a nation um you know of australians and for me it's beyond the gaps you know and we talk about closing the gap it, the biggest gap that i've really landed upon was the silence mm. that we've held as a nation within these topics these conversations because ego shame, guilt, fear, judgment, um, that we hold as Indigenous and non-Indigenous people with this. So it was really hard for us to come to a place of safety, of honesty, of, of expression, for us to hear one another because these things did get in the way. And, um, you know, I'm really set upon connection connection I hold is one of my highest values and for that I can work and operate in that space because when we come to connection to these three things of self culture and country you know this allows us in contribution to our community and how we get to present ourselves you know um, 
in our community and, and the work that we get to do um, based on our strengths and passions as an individual. You know, that leads to careers and, and passions and jobs. But when we can first connect to ourselves, it's not about the parts that we know or that we see. It's actually the parts that we don't. You know, it's the information that we don't know about ourselves, mm. that, that darkness, you know, that when we can connect to those places and shed the light on, we can actually hold ourselves in those spaces. Mm. You know, and as human, you know, we talk about this humanness, you know, we go through these emotions and these feelings and, you know, this, this ride of um, not knowing who you are. And I actually say sometimes it's best to not actually know who you are, but just to be with who you are in the moment. Mm. you know and and that ever that is ever evolving you know and you don't have to know who you are and you know don't make that your life <laughs> you know job to figure out who you are because you're going to continue to evolve as as time has evolved as culture has evolved and as an indigenous woman we get to evolve together um and journey beyond the gap that lies you know within the stats and the numbers but when we journey beyond the gap together, we actually allow us to see ourselves in those gaps. You know, mm. Where are we standing? What, what role are we, we holding? And what are the responsibilities that, you know, I have in this? Whether we like it or not, we, we all play a part. Mm. Yeah, non-Indigenous, Indigenous, whether, you know, you're originally from this country, whether you live here, you know, we all hold this space of, of knowledge. And in that knowledge is also the unknown, you know, what we don't know. And that's just as important for us to discover together, you know, because I can speak on things of an Indigenous perspective, but I can't speak on a non-Indigenous perspective, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the fears and the shames and the guilt that, you know, you may hold or, or this, these stereotypes that may be in your world that have been conditioned or passed down or these beliefs that you've just picked up from some of the origin, not yourself. And I'm here to allow a true expression of who you are in that time, yeah. how you feel, you know, and what's true for you. And it's to actually just see ourselves as humans. Mm. Yeah, I go through this thing where it's, we all go through hardships. Mm -hmm. We all go through highlights in our life. Mm -hmm. And then through those moments of, of hardships and highlights, we find our true heroes, mm. you know, and there's heroes externally outside of us that influence the way we travel through those um, moments of time. But just to understand that you're actually the own hero in your own story. Mm. No, and we, we get to we get to be the savior. We we get to be the writer. We we get to create or change the narrative of the story that we get to live moving forward. Mm. We can't change the history. We can't change what's happened. We can't we can't change what some person said or what's been written in the system or the policy. Um, but we can acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. We can turn and look at it and see where you know where we've come from what's been built upon it what's what's relevant mm -hmm. what's not relevant what's true what we have to let go what we have to move through so then we can actually walk together as a nation to the future that you know we want to live in mm -hmm. that we feel safe we feel seen and heard and mm -hmm. 
as Indigenous and non-Indigenous, we have to both be a part of this conversation for us to live, you know, the way the world and our culture and our nation is evolving. And I feel that First Nations voices and presence has to be in leading the way. We don't have to be, you know, always up front, you know, but, you know, if we can have the knowledge and the wisdoms and, and the stories that are highlighted in the people that are standing, marching, walking, you know, voicing, like, to be heard, like, First Nations presence is amongst that. And we all get to voice that, mm. whether you're Indigenous or not. Like, that, that is a part of who we are if you live in this country, if you're from this country. Um, there is possibility for you to have ownership and, you know, this connection to yourself, the culture here, and the country and what lays within it, you know, thousands of generations of stories, of strengths, of, you know, first of many things as Indigenous people were, healers, doctors, chefs, um, you know, articultures and, um, you know, farmers and, and all these things that we have titles for the jobs now. You know, it's, it's sourcing, it's sourcing where that come from and how we can continue to learn and carry that narrative um, for the better of us as a people, you know, and heal these wounds that we've been carrying and passing on to our next generations that the cycle gets to end with us. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. And I feel that so strongly because I just want to acknowledge something that you said there about acknowledgement as well, because healing and this is something that I spoke to a little while ago. I understand what is required to heal and acknowledgement is the first part of that. We have this ideal, many of us, that let's jump to unity. Let's just get there. Let's walk together. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't create unity if we haven't created acknowledgement and we haven't seen what it is that is in the underbelly. And that doesn't mean we have to stay there, but it does mean that we have to pull it up and out so that we can have it on the table and be like, okay, this is it. This is, this is, this is what's being created. And now that we have that awareness, what are we going to do with that? And only then is there a possibility for unity and stepping forward together. So I just really wanted to circle back to that because, you know, we, yeah we we can't skip that part yeah there was um something else that you spoke to a little bit about country and culture and that's something that is a huge part of what you've been expressing over the last few years and i want you to speak to that a little bit more if you can because i feel it's important for people to also learn for themselves or hear for themselves and tap into when they are next out on the land you know mm. what where are you? Like, how can, how are people dismissing and not connecting into the earth that mm. they're on? And that is such a big part of your, you know, work and your culture. And I would love for you to express yeah. a little bit on the importance of connection to country and, you know, living more aligned to that and not just taking from the earth the way that many of us in the West have been taught to do and not understanding the innate relationship that we have with one another mm, well firstly I just want to say 
to do those things, to have an understanding and then see it for what it is and to be, you know, you talk about embodiment and like one with it where you're actually, you're equal to it is first acknowledging. Yeah, acknowledging, you know, your culture and all that you are and all, you know, the cultural ancestral lineages and the stories. But, you know, as an Indigenous woman, our culture has many strengths and I guess magical healings and stories and, and gifts within it that it's it's so powerful and you hear the dream time and you know these these stories that are like it's like thousands of generations you know behind me that that it continues and then also you know I am a representation, as we all are, of, of our past, present and future. Mm. You know, so to have a magnitude of understanding of how I live my life right now and this connection to my culture, it actually allows the people after me, whether you're a parent or not, whether you have children or not, like you actually are influencing this generation that stands with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I say two other generations in our lifetime you know, before us and after, you know, coming after us that we get to have. So there's like almost this sixth generation, you know, inside of this one time space that we get to live here on this world. And, um, and that leads me to the country. The country is like this most powerful being because we are the purest reflection of the country, you know, wherever you live. You know, and Australia has this this very innate, you know, sense of connection and power and belonging. And I've heard this from, you know, many people, Indigenous, non-Indigenous people that aren't even, aren't even from this country, that when they come here, they feel this, this place like calling them home or, mm-hmm. you know, they have a sense of belonging here. And, and that's the power of looking after country. Mm. That's what it can do. And Indigenous people had just, that's what they did. You know, that's what they had right because they didn't see themselves above or below the country. They actually see themselves one with the country mm-hmm. and the elements that it provided that the country actually is independent and we are dependent on it. Mm-hmm. The country doesn't need us, people. <laughs> we need the country. Mm. Like, if you haven't heard that, the country, the world does not need us human beings on it for it to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Reality check. <laughs> um, we need it. So every time that you take from it, mm-hmm. like, understand what you're taking from yourself mm. and the attention behind that, that... When you take, you're also giving something that you may not understand or see yet. Mm. You know, everything, you know, the consequences and, and the karma of things, you know. Like, remember when you're taking from something, you're also, you know, taking from something else, from yourself. So also know when you give back, you're also giving to yourself mm. and to the, you know, the rest of the people here that live on this country with you and you know as women 
I just see like as creators of Mother Earth and, and nature and nurture, you know, but also men, we come from the womb of a woman, mm. which this world is like this womb that it just holds us as its as its children um, of being and all creation and all creatures that live on this planet that we're just here for this certain amount of time and then you know we come from the country then we go back to the country so it's really important how we get to stand on this country and and walk on here and and the intention of our souls like the earth feels that Mm. No, and that's why our souls of our feet are called our souls of our feet because it's the purest connection to our soul inside of us as beings. So when you walk on this earth, the earth knows, you know, how you are intentionally walking and leaving your footprints. And I say leave them lightly, you know, for the next people to walk on here too, mm. as our ancestors before us did. You know, and the the, the world isn't um, you know, it's, it's been here and we're going through this global pandemic and it, it knows that the world knows that the world knows how to regulate and, and operate itself. <laughs> it doesn't need humans to spin the earth for it to turn. Mm -hmm. So it's just, how can you come and acknowledge and respectfully sit and listen and open yourself up to what the world is you know, giving you and the messages, because when you listen, the earth will speak to you, mm. you know, and, and, and when you speak with open heart, mind, and you know, soul and intention, the, the earth and the world will listen to you. Mm. It knows. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, I, I feel personally from my own experience, that connection to earth and to land and the understanding, um, and it does speak to you. And then everything that lives off it speaks to you, the animals, mm -hmm. you know, the trees, the wind, the elements, as you were speaking to before, it all has messages for us. And it's learning mm -hmm. how to tap into that level of intuition, which I feel like Indigenous people so innately and naturally have. And that's one of the things that I've personally received information on you know, when I've sat with this question and why I feel so drawn to holding space and giving voice to our First Nations people and why I've received the tap on the shoulder that, you know, I have a role to play in that. And it's really, you know, there was one instance that I would like to share if you're up for listening to it, um, where I was out in Point Addis, which is, on the surf coast in Victoria and I feel a very strong connection to the indigenous people there and I actually sat in meditation and I had a couple of elders come and visit me and I was really almost surprised and like oh you shouldn't be here because I'm actually not one of you like you know I had this within me and they're like no that's okay you are one of us, just different. And that was like, for me, whoa. And it was also then the recognition as to, they, there's this level of acceptance when we're open-hearted and we have purity and truth residing within us and that's where we're operating from. The past doesn't want to be repeated. 
And I feel like that that is such a powerful thing for us to be able to return to. And when we are in these places and spaces and having conversations like this, the receptivity is needed and opening our heart space and not being like that there is that level of separation, you know, oh, we're different. We're, we're not, we've had different experiences, but we're not actually. And that is, I guess, in a roundabout way, what I was going to say earlier until this kind of tapped me on the shoulder was that I feel like the systems have been designed in such a way to oppress and suppress the First Nations people worldwide, not just here, because they are so powerful, because you guys have and hold the key to so much of the destruction and instability and greed and corruption that is present in the world. And they've done everything that they can to hold you at bay, but it's not, it's not working and it hasn't worked. And it's like, now is the time for those voices to be put forward. And I would love for you to speak on that a little bit, if it feels of resonance to you and you feel like you've got anything to say to that. <laughs> yeah. Only just like, this is coming more and more into my sphere and my space and my knowledge and understanding as you know, I, an Indigenous woman, myself, not a guru or don't have all the answers or not here to, you know, tell you from my story and my perspective how it is for, for everyone, you know. I'm just one voice and when we can continue to listen to nation of voices, you know, we get a better understanding um, of that. But in that instance, it's like we have come from a system of oppression, of disconnection, of greed, of, um, you know, status. And I say in a way of we've lived in this pyramid paradigm that, like, there's people above and people below, you know, and Indigenous people worldwide, you know, First Nations people of this country, we lived in a more of a harmony collective that was in a circle you know like when you when I think of unity and unity like unison is like this circle you know we we side by side and you know nobody is above or below and there's no ending to it you know we just have like people that you know go and then somebody else steps in to fill fill the gap and we're like we are continually connected we get to see each other we're amplifying our voices into the into the middle of the space that that's how we create the power and um you know i feel as black people worldwide that there's been this seen or foreseen power that we have that we get to live this way but also in the westernized way you know of of the systems that are very whitewashed and, and um, white weight set, you know, settings um, that we get to live in, in and thrive in two worlds. Mm. Yeah. So one person that lives in two worlds that we get this knowledge of both. Um, so, you know, when you take a look at the world, you know, world wars that we've had, it's been like, this power of, you know, countries, white men going to war with one another. That, mm -hmm. like, when you put two of the men from two different countries on the field to face off with one another, there's no different. And there's been stories that say, 
this man is no different to me. Mm. They may look different in the features and speak another language, but they have a family. Mm. You know, they they bleed the same blood that I bleed, and you know their thing is I just want to go home. Mm. So it's like when this oppression has happened, it's been put on, you know, people of colour, black people, First Nations people, that to take them as a resource mm. and resources that we've been given, that just like from birth, we've been given this resource to live in this world, but also have this, you know, deeper connection to self, to culture and country that is beyond the people that we just, we live with and see. You know, we have this deeper ancestral lineage that is just innately in us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as over time, we too have lost our way as Indigenous people and we've created, you know, a living of subcultures that has, you know, been from oppression and disconnection and, you know, separation that, you know, we, we carry these wounds and these, these you know, unhealed, um, I guess, oppressions that have been left on us as humans and we've we've continued to carry them and you know time's changing right now mm-hmm. and we're not in war anymore with each other i feel mm-hmm. like there's a war and a breakage in the systems mm-hmm. that have been written and you know People have made permanent decisions on temporary, you know, permanent decisions on temporary positions that they've held in their systems. Mm-hmm. And we as people are speaking up and saying that this is not okay. Mm-hmm. We as a people of this world are, you know, standing up and saying that it's, it's, it's wrong mm-hmm. and people are angry and it's not just Indigenous people, Black people. It's like a nation of people. Mm-hmm that are saying this and as an Indigenous person now, voices are being amplified in that, in that way, you know, with, with having people stand next to me that represent a nation, mm-hmm. you know, of cultures, of, of colours, of backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know, but in the end of the day, I can say we're all the same. Mm. We're human. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a humanity-led world and when we come back to that, like, just remembering that we operate out of love. <laughs> mm. The reason that we've been brought into this world with love and we leave this world remembered with love. So why do we forget to live without it? Mm. Like when you can come back to that, you know, love is the purest form of healing and connection there is. And that can outweigh any system as long as people keep standing up and voicing, presenting with an act of love. Mm. Because when people are, you know, in pain, it's usually a cry for love. Mm -hmm. Each way. You know, it's what drives us as a human, human race. Mm. It's one of our most desired needs and wants. <laughs> and, um, it is the remedy for so much. And I guess the other thing with love is that people, it's been misconstrued as to love is like 
weakness in the sense that it makes mm-hmm. you submissive and that, you know, love is not just softness. Love is also mm-hmm. the ferocious roar of <laughs> those that are saying enough is enough. That is also yeah. an act of love. It's stepping up and being able to step into your authentic power and not making others wrong, but it is, we're here and we're not going to just back down because love is soft. Love has many yeah. textures to it. So I just <laughs> want to say that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I felt all of that strongly. And, you know, you have such a beautiful way of articulating these things. And I really appreciate the level of depth that you're willing to go to and lean into. So there is um, maybe a couple of other things that I would just like to touch on. But if there are three things that you would love for people to kind of do or take away from what they've heard so far and what they could action, what would you offer them? Mm. I would say the first thing to any change is acknowledgement and to start with yourself before you can go outside and externally acknowledge the things outside of yourself. We have to go within. That's just like any healing work or any work, you know, for you to love others outside, you've got to first start from within and, if you can acknowledge the connections, the strengths, you know, the passions, the fire that you have, um, and remembering those to call upon, and then you've got to go into the uncomfortable acknowledgements, you know, the shame and the guilt and the fear that we carry around for us to move through anything um, on a wider scale outside of us, um, to acknowledge those things first you know the things that we don't know the things that are uncomfortable acknowledge the things that we don't you know know um and want to or need to and you know from there you're able to see somebody in a different way um than maybe you would before you you know didn't see yourself um what else? That's a really good question. <laughs> Sorry, I threw you. <laughs> I, I'm a really big believer of moving, like just moving your body. Mm-hmm. And like that creates like this high vibration of physiology and, you know, receiving and giving information and yourself and um, connecting to different parts you know, and we call that embodiment, you know, like embody these things and move your body and And that's a big part of what you do, hey, with the dance. And, yeah, you know. yeah. So I, I do dancing and, you know, we move our bodies, we make sounds with our, you know, with our mouths, with our, with our bodies and, um, you know, we're bringing all these like vibrations in to a deeper connection of culture, mm-hmm. you know, that you probably, you would do, but wouldn't have an understanding of like, how to cultivate this and mm-hmm. like body like dance to this music and moving your body may be lying there and just crying or laughing or mm-hmm. it's like it's allowing things like vibrations to move through your body mm-hmm. that means moving, shaking or 
or just being still but allowing stuff to channel through and and move like that's that's amazing because it means that you're alive it means that you're here you know like you're receiving and giving you know energy into the world and that's pretty powerful too Mm. it allows you to let go the other thing is just connect yeah like connect to people who are doing the things that you want to be doing um know the things that you don't know and want to know are you know um achieving or you know have the things in life that you want for you and that's like success money friends connection um you know knowledge relationships like all of it you know you've got to find the people around you and create that tribe you know your own tribe and they they might not look like your family they might not look like the way you look (laughs) you know they might not be from the same community the same state country Mm -hmm. that's totally okay because there's people out there that connect to you on a soul level that you need to find Mm. yeah absolutely yeah and it's also what you said way back in the beginning, it's like being able to see those blind spots within yourself and knowing where you need the support and where you need other people to be able to lift you up. And it's especially in relation to this conversation. Like if we don't know that we don't know, then there's not an opportunity to learn as well. So it's like going back to your first point, we've got to know self and we've got to know what it is that we've missing or what it is Mm. that we haven't yet evolved into. And then it's, you know, that progression of, movement and right like in terms of the dance that you do too like i would love for you to perhaps share a little bit about that before we wrap because i feel like that that's really really important um and such a huge part of your culture and something that again incorporates everything that we've spoken about when it comes to the land and to the body and to the higher self obviously you use different Mm -hmm. terminology but it's those things are all in essence the gateway into our ascension as a humanity and to being able to bridge that gap to unity. Um, but yeah, can you speak a little bit on that? Because I feel like that's a really important and potential uh, actionable thing that people could explore for themselves if they're interested. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So movement for me or expression for me has been through moving my body and dancing as an indigenous woman, you know, we have ways of being passed down practices and traditions and one form is in dance. Um, As a woman from where I come from, I never got the privilege to be passed down from elder women. But my brother did, you know, just being a man and what resources are available. So in that sense, it's like just when I can connect to self and the energy around me and the, the intention of the space, I get to create this, like cultural evolution of the journey and the story that I'm on. And whenever I dance and perform, I perform for people in a way that they get to go on their own journey through their own story. It's not mine. And I don't want you to, you know, try and, you know, understand or, you know, be, be on my journey. It's when you can walk and understand and be with yourself and your journey, we get to do that together, you know, and, and we're all on the journey and we just get to move and navigate through it. And when I move and I dance and I 
I am I'm acknowledging my ancestors, the country, the elements of the animals, the earth, and all that it gives me life that I'm just transmitting in forms of moving my body. And even when I sing in language that it's like culture is alive, culture is healing. And when we allow ourselves to receive, you know, what is given through that, mm. like the power is, you know, the power is in your own story and journey. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you have been performing, right? Yeah, so I've been performing um, for many things. You know, I perform all the way for um, kinder kids, you know, babies all the way to adults in, in corporate and government spaces. And mm. it's it's like how I get to do an acknowledgement, you know, a form in sp spoken language, but I get to do it in a way where people get to see visually mm. how I get the transmission of my culture, of my connection, um, of all the people, of my creators, you know, that have made me and for me to be here. You know, I do it for that, the past, the present and the future. And, you know, for us to continue to create um, the journey. And I do all performances, you know, that's just literally a transcript that comes through me, channels through just like, as I said, allow things to flow through your body. And, you know, if you've ever seen me perform, um, never the same mm. because it's all about the energy and the time and the space and the people who are there to receive it. Mm. And that's the biggest thing, isn't it? So much, there is so much more to language. <laughs> it's vibration and energy. And that is how we actually perceive most. Whereas we've been taught that it is more of a physical or a logical thing. We don't receive that way primarily. That's just how we've been trained, but that's definitely not our innate way of receiving. And I feel like that that is such a powerful expression for people to be able to receive without them even knowing, you know, because yeah. if you try and explain it to them, it gets lost. You've got to, got to experience it. And there's nothing better than that expression, you know? Um, yeah, I guess the last thing that I want to say is, is there anything that you feel is left unsaid? Is there anything that you want to impart to people as a final kind of share in terms of bridging the gap and what it is that, you know, we each can be doing to start becoming more of an embodiment of a way forward and a change? Mm. I think going from what you just said about the moving, it's just a form of communication mm. you know so it's understanding how you're communicating what's being communicated to you um, how you're receiving it and giving it is all an exchange of communication um, of the circle of you know give and receive and just get yourself in spaces with people and exposure of like black voices black presence black excellence and support that Mm -hmm. you know, and support yourself in a way that, you know, you're a part of this movement in how the nation, you know, is really truly being seen, mm -hmm. how it's being communicated. And you, we all get to play a role in that, you know, whether it's 
the way you hold yourself in a business, how you present, you know, there's all different forms and ways of love language and communications that we get to do. And whatever is your thing, I say, you know, there's many people, businesses, um, artists, you know, voices and stories out there to be told um, and continued. And yeah, it's your time to walk with us. Mm. You know, join the journey. Yes, I love that so much. To close off with, where can people find you? Um, because I know that there will be definitely people that want to find out more about you and how they can potentially connect with you. And even if they're interested in the online immersion that you're creating, because that is, you know, a big actionable thing that we can be doing. Can you speak on that a little bit and just let them know? Yeah. Beautiful. So I have a four week um, beyond the gap program, deep you know, intense immersion in a safe space where we get to be seen and heard and held and, um, you know, continue the story and the journey. That starts on March the 8th. You can find me on Instagram at Natasha Bamblet. That's N-A-R-T-A-R-S-H-A um, Bamblet. And, yeah, connect to me personally because I want to know not just what you do but, you know, who you are. And if this speaks to you on a soul level, um, that's why they call me Miss Soul. You know, <laughs> you all know. And um, I'm happy to take you on the journey with me, if not point you in the right direction to, you know, where you need to be. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I'll link in the show notes to that as well so that people can find your Instagram. But I have so much love and admiration and appreciation for you and the voice that you are and the light that you are in this world and yeah just so much gratitude for your willing to be here and to speak up and to stand in your own truth so thank you so much likewise thank you maxine for being a dear sister you know and walking the journey with me it's been a beautiful ride and i look forward to all to come so thank you now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me and wanting to do your part in recreating the status quo. If you got something out of today's episode, I would love if you could leave me a review and forward this on to anyone that you feel would benefit or even share it on your socials. I just want to close by saying I appreciate you. And until next time, remember that together we truly do rise.